Hey, hey. All right, let me ask you a question because I'm sure you can relate. Because we communicate, right? I'm your homegirl in your head, so I know you can relate to this. Have you ever started to do something, trying to lose weight or eat right or whatever? You got on the journey, but then you fell off. Too much on your plate, you got bored, whatever the reason. And how you felt about that, okay. Yeah, that sucks, huh? But have you ever wanted to do something and then you did it and then you did it again and again? That's called consistency. And that feels so different from the fall off feeling, right? Well, that's how I feel. I'm consistent because this is episode three. I'm so proud of myself. You are on this journey with me. This is Single You, the podcast. My name is Rika and I am your life coach. And I help you to discover your worth so that you can stop tying your identity to men and stop being a people pleaser. Now, this episode is called Ask Rika because that's what it is. Girl slid into my DM. She asked me a question and I wanted to share with you (laughs) her question. And then, of course, I'll get to my answer, the answer I sent her. But first, her question is this. Get my question voice on. All right, here we go. Hey, Rika, I wanted to know how you concluded that your relationship was abusive. Because I think that's a word that women struggle with because we're so programmed to think that abuse is just physical. That's a good question, isn't it? Such a good question because she's right. I mean, if he hit me, then I leave. Like, that's the last straw. That's I. He ain't never going to be able to hit me. And I'm not saying that judging you. I'm judging me. That was me. I always knew because I thought relationships were so black and white. Yo, if he hits me, then he's crazy and I'm leaving. But that didn't happen to me. He never hit me. So how did I conclude that my relationship was abusive? Because this is what I want to do. I was talking to um, one of my married friends and I was like, yo, you know, like relationships and sex and all that. That's just something humans do. That's just so secretive and nobody talks about it. Shh. How are we ever supposed to have healthy relationships if we don't talk about it? That's what I'm here to do, to shine a light to the magnet. What what is it, a magnifying glass? I want to shine a light on relationships and I want to shine the magnifying glass on relationships. I am Sherlock Holmes to relationships. (laughs) Call me the Sherlock Holmes of relationships. I'm here to help you dig deeper. So you're not just dating a guy because, oh my God, he made me have butterflies and that's it. Because your body will betray you. In fact... God, who was I having that conversation with? I think it was, oh, you know what? It's my friend. She's a, ba- she's a baby boomer, actually. So she's 20 years older than me. She's 57. And she was saying that the, the conversation that she had with her daughter um, went something like this. I'm trying to recall what she said because it was so good. She told her daughter, listen, because when she started dating at like 15, 16 or whatever, she was like, listen, I know you like this boy and when you kiss him or when he says nice things to you, you get all tingly and you JJ. She didn't call it JJ back then, I'm sure, because JJ was like, I think Oprah coined the word. Anyway, she said, I know you're going to get all tingly. You're going to have these butterflies. You're gonna, he's going to make you feel good. That is not the indication that he's the one. Your body will betray you. Any guy who kisses you, as long as you're not repulsed by him, is going to make you feel that way. Oh, my God, I love him because my body did this backflip. <laughs> and listen, that, I used to think that way, too. Like, oh, this means that he is the one because my body is reacting this way. No, we're made to have sex. Our bodies are made to reproduce. So it has to turn itself on like, oh, got to get ready for a baby. 
But that is not the indication that that boy is your Prince Charming. Disney lied to us. We don't have Prince Charmings. <laughs> Marriage is a choice, so you choose to love this person, okay? Anyway, that's another podcast, and, and I will have that with married people. But <laughs> that tingly feeling uh, will lead you down a path you didn't sign up for, like abuse. If you don't actually know what abuse is, it can come in all forms. Do you know what gaslighting is? I've asked you this before. Love bombing, um, narcissism, financial abuse, emotional abuse. What are those definitions? What do they look like? So that way, if you know, you can spot immediately. Ah, man. Okay, let's get into the answer I gave her As I always say, if you need me, reach out to me just like she did. I am on Instagram, just me, Rika. And it's R-E-K-A, of course, but my Instagram handle is in the show notes. All right, enough said. Let's get into it. This is episode three. He never hit me. So how did I know my relationship was abusive? So unfortunately, I did not conclude that that relationship was abusive until after I was removed from that relationship. And I literally asked myself, what the hell was that? In fact, I used the F word because I had been in stupid, unhealthy relationships before um, with insecure men, but nothing like that. That was different. It was very heavy. And I always felt like I could never make him happy. I did everything wrong. Oh my God, everything wrong. And I was trying to do everything right to just make him stop accusing me of things that I knew that I wasn't doing. So I will give you um, a few examples as I always do. Uh, The thing about my cell phone, my cell phone is always on silent. When I was with my abusive ex, I still woke up at 4.30 in the morning because I had to go to work. So I never want somebody to wake me up on accident, okay? So I always had my phone on silent because I hate the dings, I hate the light, I hate all of that. That was a problem. To him, I was sneaky. Here's another one. I began to be afraid to be nice to men outside of my relationship, right? Because I have a boyfriend. He made it seem like every time I said hi to a guy, that was an issue. I was cheating. I was sneaky. I was flirting with him. He did not like that at all. In fact, I had to give up a friendship of uh, with a guy that I had been friends with since I got to Howard University. Me and that guy now, we're cool. He's married. He got a kid. We're still cool now. I've apologized. He totally understood and knew something was going wrong. And so anytime you're in a relationship where somebody is um, dictating you, all the rules are being set by them. If you are ever afraid to bring up something because you're like, he's going to get upset. He's going to be mad. He may leave me. You are in an abusive relationship. My abuser never hit me. But the emotional roller coaster that I went on just from breathing air was abuse. You can be abused financially, you can be abused mentally, uh, emotionally, and of course, physically and more. You see, we're not going to be able to define what abuse is in this three minute Instagram video. Okay. But we do that in my single you online program. We define it. Okay. For you. So you can understand the difference between healthy and an unhealthy relationship. So if anything that I just said, you can resonate with you can relate to when you have that story with tying your identity to a man and trying to make this man happy and pacify his insecurities because you're like, I'm not doing anything wrong or what am I doing wrong? I'm trying to make you happy and it's just not working and he's calling you out your name or making you feel bad about yourself. He's a dictator over you. He makes you feel less than. 
If you can relate to that, sweetheart, and if you want to go on a journey to stop tying your identity to men, to discover your worth and stop being a people pleaser, if you want to go on that journey, if you are ready to invest in yourself, I'm the coach for that. I can help you because I helped myself and I've helped other women do it. And you're next if you let me know. So why don't you go ahead and slide into my DMs and the next step, you and I will get on a Zoom 30 minutes strategy call. That's what I call it. And it's at no cost. I want to hear your story and then you can hear exactly how I can help you. So send me a DM. I'm looking forward to it. Coming into single you, I really just thought that it was going to be about a relationship helping me in my relationships when it's way more than that because look we did the dave ramsey and all of us are coming out of debt we wrote our goals together we all are exercising we're here for each other through those so it's not just about relationships it's like i was 14 grand in, in debt and here i am almost out of it five months into the year so you know thanks covid but <laughs> um you know like Either way, I would have been less in debt than I would have been if I wasn't in single you because I would have never pushed myself to to do the Dave Ramsey or whatever I needed to do. So <laughs> I'm just like ah! <laughs> You did it. I know. Uh, well, you're doing it because it is a journey. I'm doing it. I'm not I'm not done yet, but I'm right. I'm way better. And oh, I, you know, I also, I got myself a therapy, therapist because I have so much um, to talk about other than just my relationships. And, and so right. I've been doing that. Right. No, I love so that. About like yeah. once a month and we just kind of chit chat and, you know, and it, it's, it's nice. I don't know. Maybe it could just because I get an hour away. Actually, it's two hours because I have to drive to Pendleton. So it's like yeah. half hour drive there, an hour with my therapist and a half hour drive home. And it's like just my my me time because I don't have to deal with Mateo. I don't I'm not at work. You know, that work's not yeah. my my escape because I still have to be a person there, too. So it's like it's just my escape. It's I, I've always drove like even during my pregnancy. I just I drove when I was depressed or anything. I just go for country drives or whatever I needed to. It's my escape. And so, yeah, yeah so that, I think that's what helps me too. But I love whatever that. I need. Yeah. And so then, okay, so then this is my next question because I didn't know that. Because I know like um, Ellen and then a couple of other girls have told me that they either have had therapy or they're in it. And so then I ask them, well, then why me? So what would be the difference between therapy and a life coach? Um, therapy, she's trying to figure out my trauma, mm -hmm. you know, and help me through that where I'm, my past relationships haven't really given me trauma. You know, I, 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 did, I don't, it was more of, um, mental, mental breakdowns from my relationships. It's not, um, any trauma that I've had in the past. And I actually, before even come hearing about single use, I was going back and forth on if I wanted to see a therapist mm -hmm. because um, my anxiety like just skyrocketed after I had Mateo because I'm a single mom, a first time mom, didn't know what I was doing. And then on top of that, have to deal with everything that I do with his dad. And it was just yeah. like, I can vent to everyone about it and talk to them, but they all hate him too. So it's like, <laughs> I, you know, and she has no idea what's going on. And so she's 
she's there to give me advice. But um, yeah, it's, it's more so with things like that. Um, whereas you with a life coach, it's, you're here to help my life um, and struggles. And you give me the tools where they, where my therapist just says, well, what do you think that you can do? I'm like, I, I don't know. That's what I'm here for. And, you know, and so that's, you've went through it before. And so you're helping us. Um, so it's, it's a little different because you have that more, more so of a doctor version advice and then a reality advice, I guess you could say. Good. 